Hi there, so I know it's more fun to row fast than it is to row slow, so let's make a deal. If you can row six minutes at 20 strokes a minute at a nice kind of five or six out of 10 pace, I will then let you row one minute at 28 strokes a minute and as fast as you want. We will then take 90 seconds rest and then we're gonna do that five times. See what I did there? I just snuck in what today's session is by uh, having a zippy YouTube style intro. Anyway, right, so that's what today's session is. is we're gonna do uh, six minutes, 20 strokes a minute, run about five or six out of 10, 2K plus 18 pace if you have a 2K training pace. And then we're gonna do one minute at 28 strokes a minute, run about 2K plus five or faster, basically nine-ish out of 10 effort. Uh, and then you can take a rest, so we'll do that five times. Well, hey, we can all enjoy our Friday night, okay? So we have to get into a four minute warm up first if that's perfectly okay with you. And that starts by setting up the machine. On a concept two, that means you adjust your drag factor to where you want it to be. If you don't know about Drag Factor, that's perfectly fine. I do have a video up here on YouTube which tells you all about it uh, and where you might want to set it. If you're not on a Concept 2, how dare you? Um, you can just set your resistance to a point where you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you're not having to heave against it, okay? If you've got rippling muscles, then it's just set too high, okay? So, and then, uh, sorry, then after that, you have to go to your monitor. I don't know what's wrong with me. Go to your monitor, set it to eye heights. So you don't have to look up, don't have to look down, if you're able to adjust it, of course. And finally, Finally, please set those foot stretches to a point where you're able to get to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically, comfortably. Obviously, we want to be comfortable. If they're set too low, you might go scooting straight past hyperextension, power leaks, dogs marrying cats. If they're set too high, you might not quite be able to get to that vertical position, and that could just cause discomfort and power leaks. And it's all about power and efficiency. <sighs> which is why I'm speaking so fast. I'm trying to get all these words out in an efficient way. So let's get into this four minute warm up. We're gonna do it right about 18 to 20 strokes a minute. And we're gonna start off with enough of a push from the feet that you can feel the force coming through your body as your hands connect the handle to the machine at the same time. And that's important. And I'll talk about that as we start. Okay, so four minutes in three, two, one, let's go. Right, so you may, well, hopefully, if you've done any of my other videos, you'll hopefully heard me say about how the power from your rowing stroke comes from your legs pushing into the machine, okay? But obviously, you have to somehow get that power from here to here. And you do that, firstly, by having a body position which helps that which is a forwards tilt over your hips and straight arms. And then you make sure that as you push your feet into the machine, your hands connect the handle to the flywheel or whatever at exactly the same time. If you push with your legs first, your backside's on its, on its way to the North Pole before your hands connect and you lose power. If you pull too soon on the handle, like this, and you jolt against it, you can't get the leg power in. And like I say, you wanna get that power in. So, if you time the push of the legs, at the point when your hands connect, you should really hear your flywheel or water wheel 
or hamster wheel accelerate as you do so as you connect and it surges in there okay two strokes we'll put one foot in the ground here we go continue rowing there we go so there's two reasons for putting one foot in the ground first one is it helps with your flexibility opens up your hip flexors a little bit but also it gets you used to thinking about pushing with your legs push swap feet push with the other one so with only one leg in you may have dropped about 10 seconds pace but you'll still need to concentrate on a good push in order to make the stroke feel nice that's what a lot of this is about is making sure it feels powerful and not soggy okay both feet back in legs straight roll with your back and arms so you swing your back over your hips to pick up the initial tension of the flywheel and then you add in your arm pull okay so back arms arms back both sides of this is so important from a technique point of view one more here and let's roll to the front with straight arms and a forward tilt and just press out with your legs keep your back tilting forwards keep your arms straight and try not to push so hard with your legs that you recoil just hold this position and get used to the feeling and the timing as you connect to the front okay which is a great drill to do last stroke if you think you have a problem with that timing of the foot press they're like the pushing your feet into the machine and your hands connecting to the flywheel that last 30 second drill there it's just worth doing it's just rocking in and out feeling that biting point holding that forward lean and straight arms and then push out when you're sure you've got the timing right anyway sorry a little bit of extra tidbit there i'm gonna have a quick drink and then i'll see you on the other side of this title card Okay, so I've programmed this into my monitor using the ErgZone app. Now I've done it as five seven minute intervals with 90 seconds rest in between, rather than doing it as the six minute and one minute and then a rest, six minute, one minute rest, because that can throw us out of sync, all right? But you can program it however you want. You can do it that way if you want. You can duplicate my workout on the ErgZone app and do it as you want, or you can just load it in as a 39 minute workout and just watch the timer count down from 39 down to zero and just start and stop when I do. It's entirely up to you. It's all down to whether you're a data junkie that you like to see all the metrics at the end of your row and have it all nicely, neatly packaged up. Um, I'm quite happy to look at a graph and go, yeah, okay. And I just see it go up and down. I don't really care. So have a quick drink before we get into our first six minute chunk of this. Remember, this is run about five or six out of 10 effort if that's how you work. Or if you have a 2K training pace, you're looking at around about 2K plus 18 for this initial six minutes. And then we add on that one minute at the, the end of that, okay? So here we go then. 20 strokes a minute in three, two, one, let's go. So this 20 strokes a minute at 2K plus 18 or 
five to six out of 10 on an effort scale, it's kind of really your bread and butter. This is the kind of go-to pace, very you're stuck for what to do of a day. Just sit down on the machine, put 30 minutes into the monitor, and then row 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18. Because it's so useful on so many different uh, regions, reasons. What's the word I'm looking for? It's just good for you. It helps your core fitness, okay? Your foundation fitness. The fitness that allows you to do everything else. It's really important that you build it and you maintain it. And that's what this pace and actually the 18 strokes a minute at 2K plus 20 does too. But 20 strokes a minute is just rhythmically a little bit more forgiving than 18. Just a tiny bit faster. And if you are trying to work on rhythm, 20 strokes a minute is perfect because being one stroke every three seconds, if you've done the maths, and with the stroke ideally having a two to one ratio, or one to two depending on your point of view, but basically it means the drive phase of your stroke is twice as fast as the recovery. And on a three second stroke, that simply means that you drive for one second and then recover for two. So 20 strokes a minute really enables that rhythm because you can just look at your counter and you can drive, make sure you are only dropping one second and then one, two on your recovery. And if you notice that that's the wrong way around, <laughs> that's a really good uh, key indicator that you are not really pushing hard into the machine and putting in a full, powerful drive. I've seen 
a few videos from people where the drive takes two seconds and the recovery takes one second and it's not really an effective way to row you want to explode your legs even at a low rate low intensity get that power into the machine and then use most of your stroke to recover why would you not want to I mean over a 30 minute row if you're rowing at a 2 to 1 ratio driving twice as fast as recovery that means you're actually only working for 10 minutes in a half hour row at 20 strokes a minute the other 20 minutes is just spent recovering la 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 so that should paint quite an obvious picture however talking of work in five strokes time we're taking it up a level or eight levels up to 28 strokes a minute in two one here we go take that stroke rate right up push harder with the legs to increase your drive speed and then if you complement the faster drive speed with a slightly faster recovery then that is how you get your stroke rate up simply from 20 to 28 without flying up and down like a, a wee lost soul one more there we go so like I say if you're the data junkie type then it may be that you want to or you have programmed in your monitor so that you're able to see what your speed is like however for a session like this all I care about is that as I'm looking at the monitor which is right in front of me that I can see 2k plus 18 on those 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 5 on the 28s and more often than not that's what I saw in fact one side of the screen here should have my metrics up on screen so uh, I can stay honest so you should be seeing right about 203 from me and then you should be seeing around right about 150 for the fast stuff I'm still not quite where I used to be for my 2k time I'm still working off a, a 7 minute 2k rather than the days of a 637 it's part injury part I don't know what it is 
uh, too posh to push. Our 90 seconds are almost up as I choke on that water, excuse me. <coughs> 10 seconds to go. Feet back in, pick up your handle, <coughs> ready to go. Three, two, one. Back to 20 strokes a minute. And 2K plus 18 pace. <coughs> now for anyone who originally, or anyone who doesn't have a 2K training time and picked like an effort out of 10 value the first time round, whatever pace you averaged or that you saw most often on screen the last time round, that's what I want you to row at now. Obviously when I say average, don't include the 28 in that. So I mean I averaged two minutes pace across the entire seven minutes last time round and I wouldn't want to be rowing at that pace here because that's not the point of this workout. So if you were rowing at 158 last time round, I want you to continue at 158 on this interval. And then whatever you managed for the 28s, try and hit that too. Because I know the 90 second rests aren't the most generous in the world. After all, I'm a tight Scotsman. <laughs> I'm not really. But this should be enough for you to recover to be able to row at your chosen paces through all five intervals. And this will give you a fantastic workout. You shouldn't really spike too high a heart rate, even with that one minute. You might nudge up to kind of maybe by the end of the whole workout, you might be up about 85% of your rowing maximum. But these six minute chunks that are so important for your foundation core fitness, these should still stay right about 65 to 70% of your max for most of the workout. You might find the last interval creeps up just because of cardiac drift. But that's okay. We're not particularly worried 
about heart rate in these training sessions. That's a different way to train heart rate zones and training pace are two different ways to train and although there is some crossover eventually the intensity of a pace-based training program exceeds the limits of a heart rate zone based program so really you pick one or the other both of them have their benefits both of them have their downsides like pace based is quite unforgiving depending on your recovery from session to session it still asks you to row at a certain pace regardless so if you're under recovered even this kind of a row can push you whereas if you're doing this on a heart rate zone if you had a elevated heart rate due to under recovery then you would be working within what your body was capable of that day okay so enough about that here we come into the next one minute sting in the tail in four strokes time so remember just push harder with the legs after this one here we go get that rate up you still want to hold that forward tilt and straight arms as you push your legs into the machine oops slow down a bit that's better and then get that handle away from your body smoothly but quickly to trigger your recovery don't hold the handle against you okay almost there two more one more good job so yeah when you are well no matter what stroke rate you're rowing at you want to be fluid you don't want to be staccato you don't want to pause everything flows like tai chi like the matrix not quite the matrix but you get what i mean but you maybe don't hang on have a drink
I will discuss in the next interval because it's easier to show you. But the, the key thing, the real key, is I see a lot of people who will drive and they hold and pause, waiting for a bus. Maybe they've got a picnic to go to, have a sandwich. And then they come forward, okay? You don't wanna do that. You wanna recycle momentum. As you come back, pull your arms back. You cause a spring between your ribs and your muscles and 15 seconds to go, okay? And that springs your arms slightly forwards. 10 seconds to go. We'll discuss more as we start the next interval in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. So back to 20 strokes a minute again. I apologize, I don't know what's wrong with me today. I seem to be in a little bit of a loopy mood. Maybe it's the wonders of Friday night spaghetti that I know I will be tucking into once I finish tonight's row. Could just be that, that I know I'm getting my I'd call it a cheat meal, but it's not really a cheat meal. It's just a meal where, well, I eat quite, quite a lot. But still, whole grain pasta and homemade bolognese sauce, so it's more portion size. That's the problem. Anyway. So, where was I? Everything in your stroke should be fluid. You should always be moving. The only times where you're not moving is the turnaround points. So you come forwards, turn it around. So there's a fraction of a second between rolling forwards and pushing your feet into the footplates. And you know what? See if you just concentrate on that phase of your stroke you'll be surprised at what pace changes it can uncover. So you roll, push, just turn it around, roll, push. So when I concentrate and get the timing right, when I'm not losing concentration, by talking to you, I drop from my 203 pace to two minutes. And I promise you, I'm not pushing any harder. I'm just working on the timing. So again, I lost concentration for a couple of strokes then. And my 
time dropped by a couple of seconds. So, really think about roll, turn it around with as little pause as possible, whilst also maintaining that forward tilt and arm straight because it's easy in the search for a faster transition it's easy to suddenly swing your back too soon or let your backside escape out from underneath you so just concentrate forwards and you'll feel a kind of spring to your legs as you come forwards and the point is you want to uncoil that spring into the drive you don't want to hold it losing time and risking your backside escaping from underneath you but the other end is just as important so you pull in the handle let it touch your chest but then let that natural spring of your rib cage and muscles just release bounce the handle away from you again and that momentum you just need to carry on to get your arms nice and straight okay three two one up to 28 remember we made a deal right at the beginning that you would go slow at the pace I suggest for the first six minutes to allow you to go fast for this one minute so if you are going too fast on the six minutes and so can't hold your pace for this one cut that out <laughs> two more one more because <sighs> there's reasoning behind 
pace guides like this. I mean, when I first started training a bit more seriously, what I was doing was basically 30 minute time trials every night. I'd load up Pro, 30 minute gen fit workout, try and get it done as quick as I could. But what I'd find is that Monday, maybe Tuesday, I'd go fast and I'd hit a PB maybe, but then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it just tailed off because I was exhausted, funnily enough. Strange that. Have a drink. And so training paces play their part in letting, letting you work at different exertion levels, but you can still have a little bit of fun like today. So all round, this is mostly a bottom tier, but these little minute spurts kind of elevate it a bit, 15 seconds to go. So it's a good one to do when you're kind of in no man's land, eight seconds to go, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Like say, it's a day where you know that you are probably scraping the barrel of your energy stores. Might be under-recovered. So you know that you should really be doing a low rate, low intensity row. However, your ego and and actually just a little bit of a zing to your muscles are both still asking for a little bit of speed just to make it fun in which case this is the perfect row because it helps you remain sensible but also gives you that fun little dopamine hit of going fast using your muscles seeing on screen the pace go up and being pleased that you're hitting it because, to be honest, I'm at that state today. I've been training all week. I knew that today's session needed to be a low intensity one, but I didn't want it to be. Not only for my own body, and ego, but I also wanted to make a fun workout for you. And so sessions like this with a little sting in the tail give you the long, slow fitness building calorie burning workout that you're looking for 
but also lets you flex those muscles just a bit without properly throwing you over the edge <laughs> throwing your barrel over the edge <laughs> with the Niagara Falls <sighs> that'd be fun if a bit terrifying I've done Niagara Falls once went there in I think 2002 maybe I think it was the year I proposed to Julie we did New York first where I proposed at the top for the Empire State Building yes I'm that romantic but I'm taken ladies <laughs> kidding <laughs> well not kidding I am taken <laughs> but then we headed up to Ottawa to visit Canadian relatives and then drove to Niagara spent a couple of days there and then up to Toronto I feel we didn't do Toronto justice but Niagara was nice if a bit wet <laughs> I really wouldn't want to climb into a barrel and roll off it, tell you that much oh sorry about that I seem to have gone into a little bit of a John distraction Well, it's been a while I think most of my sessions recently have been pretty on brand in terms of talking about rowing or technique or motivation recently I don't think I've really got super distracted apart from maybe the sum ups at the end where I give time for you to stretch so I just spend five or six minutes talking about usually rowing related stuff but that's where I can get a bit ranty <laughs> okay three two one here we go one minute 28 at the same pace you've been rowing these at all through today's session remember push with the legs then arms away nice and straight let them trigger your forward tilt of your posture so that as you are 
hands come past your knees all you have to do is bend them to recover to the front okay three two one I think I dropped a bit of pace there I'm afraid sorry about that how are we doing? So 83% of my max rowing heart rate as I stopped that one. So I've been 75, 78, 82, 83. So that's the cardiac drift. If we had, say like three minutes recovery in between these intervals, I don't think the range would be quite as high but with a minute and a half, it is. Have a drink. Remember, dehydration is your enemy on a session like this, especially as we kind of get into this last interval. You've already been rowing for, what's that, 28 minutes so far? So that's enough to just kind of take that little top up of hydration you may have had in your system to be gone so you need to make sure and keep drinking 15 seconds to go until our final interval it's the final count oh, i've never done a europe one before seven seconds to go so that's funny five four three two one go if you wondered what i was referring to when i said that's funny is that i have a timer on my watch and on my phone to go off every hour to tell me to have a glass of water it's quite handy and so it just went off right as I was talking about the importance of hydration it's a good way to do it I kind of have this running, but also I have a rule that anytime I make a cup of coffee, I will have a glass of water while the kettle boils. Now in the days when I was having like eight, nine cups of coffee a day. That meant a lot of water. But nowadays, I'm just having three giant cups. And so that means less water. And that's why I have this little app to tell me I don't think there's a proper wearable for hydration yet. You get Apple Watch will tell you your heart rate, your ECG. I know there are, well, there either are or will be wearables for 
blood sugar. But I don't know about hydration. If you own a tech business and you're looking for the next thing, that might be it. Although, seems to be your metabolism is the big sell right now. If you can design something that will help you hack your metabolism to burn more fat, then as long as it works, people will pay loads of money. I was looking at something called the Lumen last night. And it's like 400 pounds for what's essentially a breathalyzer that tells you whether you are burning fat or protein or whatever. It basically gives you a metabolic reading to let you know how you are progressing on any weight loss goals. And to be honest, I'm a bit unsure about it and I'm not gonna pay 300 pounds just to find out. I tried that with the whoop strap where I bought it just to see if it was any good. And after three months, realized, no, it wasn't very good. And so I gave it away as a prize. <clears throat> How you doing, Corey? You still using it? Corey won it, you see. So I'm not really willing to do the same with the lumen, especially when I can tell just from day to day, looking at the mirror, how my body feels, what my energy levels are like. I can tell whether I'm hitting my goals or not. But hey, a piece of tech may take the guesswork out of it, rather than just logging what I eat and burn on my fitness pal, which is considerably cheaper per year. Okay. Four strokes to go. Three. Two. One. Here we go. Fast last. So let's see what you can get in to the machine. 
feel free to pick a higher stroke rate if you wish. I just want to make sure you go fast, okay? I don't want you to need to slow down towards the end. Just keep going at whatever pace you've picked. 15 seconds, push harder with the legs. Three, two, one. So I finished 2K minus three, which I'm quite happy with. And although I'm 88% max heart rate to finish, and quite noticeably out of breath, I wouldn't say that that was a like full-on tough workout. It was hard for those one minutes, for sure. But the rest of it was just, it maybe rose, if it was a five or six as I started, maybe those 20 strokes a minute got like six or seven out of 10 by the end. And that last one minute because of going faster, so maybe took it up easily into nine, nine and a half, but still, I'm not lying on the floor. And for me, that's what a 10 out of 10 workout is when you're absolutely gubbed is the word. <laughs> Don't know if that's a Scottish word, but here, if you're gubbed, you're done in. You're, everything's just gone into the machine. You're, oh. Don't feel like that. So let's get into a two minute cool down. I've been waffling long enough in between just to let you just glide down a little bit. We're gonna do this cool down pretty much the same pace you did your warm up at, okay? In three, two, one, go. So the important thing here is that you are still pushing with the legs, that you're engaging your legs as you push the power in to the machine, okay? And that will help your muscles fire, the blood will pump through them, and they'll get a chance to cool down instead of just stopping. And just stopping is usually where muscle soreness, or the next day muscle soreness comes from. So you can work really hard, make sure and have a cool down. And yeah, you might feel it the next day, but hopefully you're not gonna have real stiff and soreness. It's not the same as if you've been away for, say you've been away for a month, and then you start rowing, or for me it's squats and deadlifts. If I've been away not doing them for more than a couple of weeks, regardless of rowing and stuff, when I then go back into the weights room and do them, oh, the next day's a bit tender. Now it just goes to show that all of this rowing and cycling and ski erg and running and stuff teaches you how to be good at those things 
And then when you do something you're not training your body to do and you're using your muscles in a way they haven't been used for a while, it can hurt. <laughs> okay, one more stroke as we hit one second to go. There we go. Right, so I understand you might be in a rush to go for a shower, get back to work or whatever, in which case, please do. Just make sure and stretch your quads, uh, maybe your hip flexors, but don't do it in the shower. I don't want you to slip and fall over. However, if you do have five or six minutes, then where's he going to turn up today? Somewhere up there. Stretchy John has just appeared. Um, hi, Stretchy John. He never waves back. So rude, but yeah. Um, and he'll take you through a bunch of stretches. These are the ones that I do um, after I've had this protracted sign off and then I, I seize up a bit and then I stretch, which is pointless. But yeah, so you'll go through hamstrings, quads, hip flexors, glutes, biceps, triceps, shoulders, forearms, and I think back, do I do back? I can't remember. Can't remember, anyway. But yeah, you go through all them. Obviously, if you have your own stretching routine or if you just want to do some yoga or something, you don't have to do what he's doing, okay? You can do whatever you want. You can even just do some light rowing, continue rowing for the next few minutes and just go, will he ever shut up? I will eventually. But the thing is, I need to speak for at least five minutes to give Stretchy John enough time because from a screen time point of view, if I don't give him his dues, then oh, oh, he's grumpy. I mean, look at his face already. He's already grumpy, so you don't want to make him any worse. Um, yeah, so... I do hope you enjoyed today's workout. Like I say, I was uh, I was kind of today going, oh, I know I should do a, a low tier, low intensity, and I was kind of, oh. And actually, truth, truth be told, I came out, because um, what's the time now? It's quarter past seven in the evening. And I came out at lunchtime to, to make a row and um, sat down, did the warm up, got into the main session, and my body was just, I was just not ready for it at all. And everything was, I was really low key how I was talking to you and I was just like, yeah, whatever. And so after like four minutes, I went, you know what, this is, this is, I'm best just to go in, have some lunch. Uh, maybe it's because I've, I'm at the end of my 16 hour fast and I'm just feeling a little bit blue. Um, and so uh, I said, I'll just, I'll just work whatever and I'll come in and do it, do it in the evening. And that's what I just did, obviously, because hi, how are you? Um, and it was the complete right thing to do was to just shift my session into the evening to make sure that I was then up for it. And, I would, and then I kind of redesigned the session I was going to do from it just being, um, I was just going to do, what was I going to do? Five times seven minutes, just at 20 strokes a minute, um, straight and flat. Um, and I think that was part of it. That I was just like, oh, I just don't really want to do that. My body wants to go a little bit faster, which is why I then went, I know what I'll do. I'll just add in, I'll do, still do the first six minutes, but I'll then add on that one minute sting in the tail. And then suddenly I was all like, oh, I can't wait to go for a row. And so I, I do wonder whether if I had I planned that as the session I was going to do at lunchtime, would I have been a bit more up for it? Who knows? I'm a very sophisticated man. Um, I'm not particularly. I'm not. I'm not the slightest. So, anyway, so that's what today's session was. I am, you will have noticed, uh, possibly since, oh, I don't know, uh, well, if you don't include the build me up workout I had when I came out of COVID, but for the past couple of months, let's say, um, you'll notice that these, these are still all being like single standalone rows. Um, trust me, if you group them all together, okay, if you if you took every row I did from the start of the build me up se series and you kind of ran them all together, you'd actually notice there is a pattern to them. So you can you can work kind of chronologically from uh, January the what would it have been like the twentieth or whatever. You can work all the way up to today, which is the sixth of May, which actually uh, is my uh, my dear late mum's birthday today. Happy birthday to my dear late mum! Yeah, uh, 
and yeah, so there is a sequence to what I've been doing recently uh, in terms of the intensity for like low intensity mids and top and like, like the last session I did was the um, uh, the CTC the 100 meter sprints so today uh, was a it would actually be a good session to do the day after that because it's mostly bottom tier uh, but it has that little sting in the tail and uh, to make it a bit more interesting because those uh, all those 100 meter sprints as tough as they were they shouldn't really have scraped your bowl of energy too much that you then wouldn't be able to do a session like today so you can kind of the roller coaster there isn't a very even sometimes you kind of go down a little bit away and then you go okay so um yeah so that's so that's the point of the however I, I, I do have a point here so i have been there if you follow it chronologically there has been even though they're standalone rows there is a has been a purpose to them but i am going to get into some kind of a uh, i'm going to get basically into the 2k plan again soon the only thing i was thinking is that we are about to hit summer when nobody's watching <laughs> Everyone's out in the water doing their on the water stuff. So if I make a 2K plan, it's just going to sit here and people are going to, I mean, the odds, people are going to see it and respond to it and row, obviously. But um, it's only really when it comes to kind of September-ish that people start to kind of go back onto the erg and, and they go, oh, 2K plan, oh, look, he's done one. So I'm kind of thinking, am I, gonna, am I doing it too soon? Or is it actually good to have done it? And then it's sitting there waiting for those people? I don't know. Answers on a postcard. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, but I've got lots planned. I've been working on the website a little bit, uh, just trying to add in all of the playlists onto there. I made uh, <laughs> I made what I, what I call a joke page, but it's not really. Um, but it's like, a, a, it's the, a pricing page for how much it costs to do roll along. And it basically just says, it's free. And it explains why it's free. And basically, because I can't charge you for this, I'm just waffling at you. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's there if you want to read the reasons why I make these videos and why I don't charge for them, okay? So that, that's there. If you go to rollalong.com, think slash pricing, um, you'll see it and you can, you can go, woohoo, that's it. But yeah, that's kind of the stuff that I'm doing while I'm, I'm still not 100% after COVID and it's like four months on and I'm still not 100%. Um, but hey, so right, he should be done by now. I've given him his dues. Get out of here. Go on, out of here, son. <laughs> and I will, uh, I'll wrap this up. I don't think, um, yeah, it's now quarter past seven, so I need to uh, start making dinner stuff. So I don't know if I'm going to get this online tonight. So all this Friday reference, you're going to be like, uh, it's Saturday? Are you mental? So yeah, uh, anyway, thank you so much for doing this one and for putting up with me. Obviously, like I say, this is a little bit of a loopy one. Um, I don't know where my brain's been today. I've just been kind of motor mouthing, just, yeah. Sometimes I'm really low-key, sometimes I'm like this. So, in the middle would probably be better, wouldn't it? That's probably what the other guys are with their shirts off. Hey. So, right, thank you so much for doing this one. I'm going to go because I'm just I'm meandering towards an end and I'm not right, quite getting this, so I'm just going to say goodbye. So please leave me some kind of a comment. In fact, let's just have a hashtag as meandering, okay? <laughs> because it's meandering, because that's what I've been doing towards the end of this. So if you made it this far through the video and you want to leave a hashtag to let me know you did, then well done. It's meandering, okay? Um, and uh, I will see you in another video. I've got hundreds of them up here, so please go and check some of them out. Even some of the old ones, what I strangely called this PDP instead of roll along. Um, yeah, check out anything that I've done in the past. They're all good value and I'll say kind of different but similar things. But I will see you in whatever workout you do next. Until then, please stay safe, be well, bye-bye.